0: Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. Over a hundred thousand titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the sports, sports, sports podcast. I am Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmaville. And joining us as always is the sports Sports. outsider, Phil Ranta. You stole my fucking line, you son of a bitch. I will stab you right in the fucking eyeball. That is my line, Phil. I don't think that was worth the explicit tag. No, I don't think so either. I feel like that was unmotivated, inorganic. I was just trying to introduce myself for once. This motherfucker's honing into my territory. I was going to just kind of say, hey, you kind of stepped on Joel's line. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that, Joel. I apologize. Maybe I should. should. Joel, is there something you would like to say to Phil now? Yeah, maybe I should do the Wide World Weird Sports. Huh? How about that? You know what? Today, you can have it. That's our peace offering. I'm, I'm in. Let's do it. Okay, we're going to do it. I take back everything I just said to Thank you. you. See, the super, podcast is on a better track wow. now. Wow. <laughs> a, a minute in, we've already had our conflict. That was yes. a huge emotional swing. That was, yeah. and a lot of people shut off their radios. <laughs> they were listening around their parents. How could the rest of the show possibly top what you guys right? just listened to? Johnny Manzel, Update, Watch, Update. Johnny Manzel, Update, Watch, Update. Brought to you by... Manzels. put your mad boobs in a Manzel today. Johnny Manziel, even more like your alcoholic uncle than previously thought. Whoa. I believe that to be true. So uh, Johnny Football recently attended a Joe Hayden and Friends charity event in Ohio put on by Cleveland Browns cornerback Joe Hayden. University of Florida? And Friends. Oh, right. Yes. Who's putting it on. Pay attention. (laughs) So the event included a celebrity softball game and home run derby. Though it appears the celebrities were professional athletes. Right. huh so it feels like and they were all football players so it feels like this was a misuse of the celebrity term no bradley right. pitt or brad oh, well Cooper? i'm just saying if you're having a call it a celebrity softball game with football players why don't you just call it like and you know football stars yeah. softball game nfl yeah. stars yeah. softball game really seems like joe hayden was trying to upsell really like in a way it was unfair. N- no one else is there ted mosby's not not stepping into that batter's box yeah. heck no uh the architect <laughs> cleveland native <laughs> yeah uh, the uh, okay, so that's where all the football. So all the football players are playing softball. Oh, that's where they all were this weekend. Yeah, I was wondering where most of the members of the Cleveland Browns were. I didn't see any of them. So yeah, neither did I. Huge. Uh-huh. I, I don't know, and I don't know if this joke works, but based on body types, they looked exactly like uh, women's college softball. <laughs> just, just the the corner corner infield. Yeah, <laughs> stocky, stocky <laughs> yeah. types. Uh, so the event had a star studded lineup of professional football players. Sure. You had uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Ooh. You had Cam Chancellor. Ooh. You had cornerback Richard Sherman. Oh. How do you think he did? Well, I'm pretty sure he's the greatest softball player ever. In the game. In the game, yeah. Best (laughs) in the game. So the event included a slow-pitch softball home run derby, which Johnny Manziel won. Really? Mm. Good for him. Yeah. See, he is good at stuff. And uh, it might be unfair to compare him to the other football players because he actually was drafted in the MLB draft. Wow, that's wow, right. Yeah, uh, the Padres selected him in the 28th round in 2014. Stink. Boy, did they get off the hook on that one! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you want to talk about a guy who was not ready for that that big bonus check at age uh, 18, especially in a sailor town? <laughs> yeah, you know right? they get those checks; they hit the gas lamp quarter. Uh, so he was also he was a middle infielder in high school and gave it up during his senior season to focus on football. He had briefly discussed the possibility of playing baseball as well as football for Texas A&M. But those plans broke down after Manziel won the starting quarterback job as a redshirt freshman, and they reminded him that they were in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, makes more sense. Which isn't to say that baseball's not big in Texas. No, 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 no. But But everything's bigger (laughs) in Texas, Joel. (laughs) Bigger and or better. Yeah. That's not where I was going. Uh, Manziel hit one home run 360 feet. Oh, wow. That's pretty good, right? Which for a, after- for a softball? A slope, yeah, because that's, that's, that's it's a not move. coming in with any momentum. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Manziel afterwards stated, that's about 12 of my dicks. Whoa! Then he thought about it for a moment and said, oh wait, that's in feet? Sorry, I think in the metric system because it makes much more sense. I thought you said 360 meters. So if it's 360 feet, that's about... Well, just less than four of my dicks. <laughs> okay, I'm glad he knows math. Based on this it's joke, good that he based that. on this joke, how large is Johnny Manziel's dick? Ninety Ooh. feet. Uh, let's see. Well, I mean, uh, three feet. It would be a thirty-meter dick.
1: Or wait, three. Oh, meters. I thought
0: you said the three hundred and sixty feet right. was. I was, no, no, four he times. was mistaken, and I was mistaken about where he was mistaken. Okay, no, he said, "I thought you said three hundred and sixty meters." Right, uh, but it was three hundred and sixty feet. Right. Yeah, he has a 30-meter dick, which means 12 of his dicks line up end-to-end end, mm-hmm. would be 360 meters. That right. makes sense. But 360 you know, feet is only, uh, that's like uh, crap. That's like a, one like, Joel it's like, dick. It's like 110 this, meters. This intro has gone longer than two erect penises arranged tip-to-tip. <laughs> tip. That's true. Johnny Manziel update. Watch update. Johnny Manziel update. Watch update. Brought to you by Manziel's. Put your man boobs in a manzel today. What do we got this week? Show. 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 Tell. Tell. Yes. Tell. Uh, let's see. So on the podcast, uh, we're going to have on the coach of the University of Connecticut football team, Bob Diaco. Um, oh, ah, the Bobby Nazi. Diaco. Bobby oh, Diaco. Oh, the, Bobby oh, the, oh, the Greek AAC? Diaco. Yeah, the AAC. Okay. The American Athletic Conference. American Athletic uh, Conference. AAC is also a popular audio codec. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Phil. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks. Yeah, that's, that's precisely the sort of commentary <laughs> you know, we expect from well, the sports let's, You, know, you and I, I believe, are doing this interview. Yep. Because yeah. you don't know this guy, so I presume you won't get upset at him. I don't know. I don't like his name. Yeah. I think yeah, I think we could bring up AAC and see. His, you know, maybe it's yeah. a funny conversation. We'll piece. see. Maybe it, it might be funny. But he might is in his second year as coach. He is, has sparked uh, a little controversy by insisting that there's a new rivalry between UConn and UCF, uh, something that UCF was unaware of. Biggest student population in Florida, UCF. UCF. Oh my. Yeah. Did not know that. We got a wide world of weird sports. Uh, You're goddamn right, we do. And there might be somebody different doing the big echoey opening. I sure hope not. If you missed that at the intro and are still listening now, how do you listen to podcasts? Oh, everyone shut it off after (laughs) that intro with all those swears. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, And we also, this week, uh, Forbes came out with their their annual list of the top ten earning athletes. So we're going to take a quick look at that. Probably still Michael Jordan. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Steve Forbes is still a thing. You know, the guy that uh, ran for president. Oh, yeah, that's right. Flat tax. Like three times. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. News, news, news. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Apple CEO Tim Cook negotiates with Indians in more good faith than U.S. government. Whoa. (laughs) Sub-headline. Super low bar to clear. Yeah, that's a fact, Jack. Sub, sub headline. Steve Jobs would have never given them Oklahoma. No way. Hashtag no. sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> We're really going to start that as a trend. Hashtag no. sorry about that. Jeepers. It probably is if Phil said it's it. got to be. The Holocaust. Hashtag sorry about that. Whoa. No. Taking it there. Yikes. It was the logical extreme. Yeah, I it think. was extreme. Yeah. Last week, Cleveland Indians outfielder Brandon Moss hit his 100th home run. For comparison's sake, from 1997 to 2004, 100 home runs were hit every day. Right. Whoa. Yeah. That's a shocking statistic. It is a shocking yeah. statistic. This so this is more of a personal milestone than a baseball world celebration milestone. 100 right. not right. that much. But ball players often want to keep home run balls as a sort of personal memorabilia. Yeah, I would love one. So he would, well, you know, if it's just your 100th, you'd right. want to keep it. You'd want to, yeah. maybe want to put it on the mantle. Right. Mickey Mantle. He's a baseball player. <laughs> he was. Up, oh, dead. <laughs> Rest in peace. Players will often give away autographed jerseys, balls, and other team gear to get a home run ball from the fan that caught it. Mm hmm. Who are usually being lowballed and <laughs> severely underestimate the leverage they have. <laughs> yeah, these guys make millions of dollars. You guys, right. and there's a thing called eBay. Yeah, like I said, fans always catch like they catch like Derek Jeter's like home run ball or whatever, and then like Derek Jeter's like, "Oh, tell you what, i son of a hat. Yeah, rub yeah. it on my dick. Get some herpes." Like. Yeah, Derek Jeter will easily, easily go five figures for that ball. Yeah, and he would have given but them Murphy's the anyway. most of the time, they just give him jerseys, posters, like, here's a game-used bat. No. Yeah, no. Fuck off. But Brandon Moss's 100th home run ball didn't make it to the stands. It landed in the Cleveland Indians' bullpen. Ooh, I'll and take people who understand this market for $1,000, Alex. <laughs> that is know. correct. <laughs> you had the daily double. <laughs> yeah. These grizzled relief pitchers aren't impressed by an autographed baseball. And a picture with Brandon Moss. <laughs> right. They also know Brandon Moss makes millions of dollars. <laughs> sure. So they compile the list of demands. Okay. So I'm going to read the list of demands. ZMac, iPhone 6, Chicken, iPad, JB, Apple Watch, mm-hmm. Web, MacBook Air, Shaw, iPad, Zep, Apple Watch, 50-gallon drum of (laughs) lube. Nice. Adams, MacBook Air. Hags, MacBook Air. Atch, Apple Watch. Ricky, $5,000 cash or iPad. (laughs) Kama, iPad. You get the ball when we get these items. Wow, and then he went on national television and went, "I have the million dollars right here, but I'm not going to give it to you instead. I'm going to give it to the <laughs> son of a bitch who takes you out it's from the movie ransom <laughs> yeah. Give me back, my son yes yeah. uh by the way is is he aware that for five thousand dollars cash he could buy an ipad yeah have the only 4, one that really understood cash. yeah uh so this was the more realistic version of the ransom note, an earlier draft had asked for fan support, yeah. Mm. Not for the Indians. And not during the NBA finals. <laughs> yeah. Uh let me also say that using nicknames in your list of demands undermines your authority as someone with a hostage. Right. And using nicknames uh, you know, based on your name undermines any attempt at being anonymous. <laughs> right. You're supposed to cut out newspaper magazine clippings yeah. of each letter and then use uh a tweezers to glue them to a piece of unmarked paper. Correct. And then you send it with a drop off point. Yeah. Correct. Wow, Phil, you, you seem really advanced on that. Do you want your yeah. son back? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just well, it's been a couple of years. Yeah. You, you yeah. know what? You know, he's basically more yours than mine. Yeah, Alley, he calls anyway. me dad. In fairness, Jordan's son uh, yeah. was not a great child. Not a good baseball player. <laughs> no. Uh the downtown uh, Cleveland Apple store, which was slated for closure due to cobwebs, decided oh, to stay hey. open one more week just to see what would happen. That's smart. Ooh. Uh, Now, Brandon Moss does not negotiate with members of the bullpen industrial complex. Mm -hmm. I play nine innings while you (laughs) sit around and come pitch to a couple of batters. Yeah, it makes sense that we both make millions of dollars. Right. (laughs) However, at Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference, Apple CEO Tim Cook projected the ransom note on a wall behind him and produced the baseball and announced to an anxious America that the ransom had been paid. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Tim Cook, they gave away the Apple products to the Cleveland Bullpens, secured the baseball, and now they'll presumably give it back yeah, to Brandon. That's super smart. Should be pointed out that uh, Tim Cook is getting those Apple products at about you know 10% of what we in the general public are. Right. So he goes straight to the sweatshops and just loads up. To say, yeah. Right, yeah. Hits a couple kids, a couple t- iPads. T- iPhone right? is like 10 cents of materials and like 45 cents of labor. Yeah. So. And like $180 in development. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. It should be noted that this did not include the 50 gallon drum of lube. Yeah. Wh- Boo. Which Apple photoshopped out of the note when they p- What? Sometimes you're such a Dow Jones company Apple. Yeah. yeah. You know would have some fun with this lube joke. Some quirky outfit in the Russell 2000. Yeah. Am right. I right? Exactly. Yeah. They would have had some fun with it. Here's very, your drum of lube. Very good finance, Joe <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> I want to see AdamandEve.com uh, give them the 50-gallon <laughs> drum of lube and be like, yeah. now you get your baseball. I do want to go ahead and point out here, to all you snarky internet commentators, I would argue that this was an excellent decision by Apple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't leave the 50-gallon drum of lube in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't project that onto a screen in front of your developer's conference. That is an HR nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Because then you have to explain to all those nerds what lube is. The only and that would yeah, take forever. The only thing you're going to get criticized more uh, for than editing it out with Photoshop is not editing yeah. it out with Photoshop. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. However, after this fun, the ball leapt out of Tim Cook's hand wearing a beret and holding a semi-automatic rifle, and demanded the capitalist pigs pay for their crimes. Mm. Tim Cook immediately surrendered, and the baseball said, I'm just doing a bit. I'm a baseball, not an urban gorilla. (laughs) (laughs) Ha-ha! SLA, baby! Symbionese Liberation Army! Patty Hearst! Amateurism is dead. Sports business Got some stank on it. Brought to you by... Stank. <laughs> it did, in fact, have some stank on it. Yeah, it did. It had stink oh, wow. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not enough people buying stank these days. Yeah, I know. A lot they of need... stuff going out there with no stank on it. It occurs naturally in so many places. It's right. hard to find people to pony up the jack to buy good it. Good Good funk music. A lot yeah. of stank. I make you know? my own stank. Yeah. Uh, so what we got I here, know. folks. Uh, Forbes came out with their annual list of the top ten highest earning athletes. And All these right. are them. Yeah, and these are them. All right, so we are start with number 10 in terms of what they made up until I think like May of 2015. Okay. 12-year period. Kobe Bryant, $49.5 million. A lot of money. He's 10th? I would have thought he would have been way higher. Uh, Said Lakers fans, what? You fucking kidding? How much of that is us? It's it's most, it's of, most, it. Of, most it is, of it. It's most of That's how I always get it. paid is because people watch this. I should mention that this includes endorsement money, which Kobe Bryant gets very little of ever since he raped that girl. Yep. Or at least raped that girl that everybody found out about. Allegedly. Mm, not so much. Okay. Not so much. Because mm. after they dropped the court case, he pretty much admitted it. So he yeah, had a non-apology apology. Yeah. yeah uh, let's let's not forget Kobe Bryant rapist. <clears throat> okay. Tiger Woods fifty point six million dollars. Allegedly. Number, no, number nine. Oh, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. No, this, right, oh, actually, this, oh, I'm sorry, sorry factual. guys. You that's jumped a, the gun. that's no. a typo. Number nine is actually Tiger Woods' ex-wife. Oh allegedly. Oh. No, again, that's factual, Phil. That's no. They are divorced. Oh, okay. yeah. I just thought that you know, with Tiger Woods, you had a lot of controversy. Oh, no, I understand. Next one on the list Phil Mickelson coming in at Ooh, fifty point eight. Hefty million dollars. lefty. Yeah. Ooh. Apparently, Being really good at golf seven years ago is worth a lot of money now. Hmm. Allegedly. That's the only way I can explain these two people. allegedly. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Durant, at number seven, earned $54.1 million. And it is good that he's on the verge of being a free agent because pretty soon he's going to run out of stuff to buy in Oklahoma City. Yeah. (laughs) Cost of living is very low there, folks. You know, with that much money, why is to spread that (laughs) money around? I feel like if I had that much money, I'd give away my agency for free as well. What? Oh that was oh, a weird okay. yeah, twisted Joel joke even, Phil. even Joel's didn't didn't pick up on that one. That's fine. <laughs> I don't do these for you, man. Yeah. All right. Allegedly. Allegedly. Coming in at number six, LeBron James, sixty four point eight million dollars. Uh now here's the thing, guys. That may seem like a lot, but you have to remember that LeBron Ron James has a lot of de- dependents. Oh, right, right. Namely, huh? the entire Cleveland Cavaliers organization. <laughs> right, right. All technically dependents of his. Yeah, allegedly. So, most of the city of Cleveland, as long as we're at it. So there's <laughs> not, not as much money to go around as you think. Number five, Roger Federer, $67 million. Here's the thing, guys. I'm pretty sure he just took all of that and stuck it in some Swiss bank account. <laughs> Because he, he's Swiss. Oh, okay. So yeah. it would make sense that's where it would go. Well, great. I'll save a lot on taxes. That's yeah. actually a fair thing for a Swiss yeah. person to do. Yeah, I allegedly. Yeah. If, if he It'd be s- weird if he put it in another bank. I right. wonder if in Switzerland, like, yeah, he's probably sticking that all in some American bank account. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number four, Lionel Messi. $73.8 million. And I just really got to say, guys, that it is a shame that we, as American sports fans, will never be able to really, truly appreciate the artistry. Of that seventy three point eight million dollars, oh, right? A beautiful, seventy eight point three million dollars. Yeah, I know. And uh, you, other people might earn it's more such money. Such a dullard! But... I'm never going to understand right. no, that. No, yeah, it's beyond your comprehension. That's yeah, probably it's, fair. It's yeah. really, it's really a shame. The rest of the world, I think, gets it, but you don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, coming in at number three, Cristiano Ronaldo, seventy nine point six million dollars. Wow! Uh, unfortunately, that only partially covers his budget for hair care products, right? Oh, yeah, very nice hair. Yeah, stick nice it hair. to the well coiffed yeah. man. Easy for me to say. I'm bald. Can we guess? <laughs> can we guess the last two? No, we just did two, right? Oh, can we no, guess number three? One? Oh, that was three. I'm coming yeah. up on that—that that will completely ruin the bit. Will, okay, but, never yeah. mind. You go ahead. <laughs> yeah, just I'll tell curious. you what. Guess in your head. Okay, yeah. and if you get it, kind of go. Track. Oh, I got it. Okay, I will. Okay. So, uh, number two, Manny Pacquiao made $160 million. Let the record show. Phil, Phil is shaking, shaking his, his head. head. No. I did not guess <laughs> did that. did not guess Manny Pacquiao. I was guessing somebody else who he's, re- he's been in a fight with. So, uh, so, Manny Pacquiao, some 125 of that $160 million uh, comes from the purse uh, for him being on the losing side of the Mayweather fight. So, he relies on uh, Floyd Mayweather financially, and he gets punched by him. Does that mean they're dating Said, oh. Is he the father? the parent to one of Floyd Mayweather's children? I just want to. I just want to. Allegedly, check. I feel like that's something Floyd Mayweather should tweet. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm making fun of you, Floyd, and also providing you with the trash talk. that yeah. you'll be unaware of that, <laughs> that might be too yeah. self-aware of trash yeah. talk exactly. for him. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, who do you think's number one, Floyd Mayweather? That's what I thought Floyd was going to be number Money one. Money Mayweather. Yeah, I made thought he was going to be one. Hundred million dollars. Oh my God. That's yeah. it. So here's the thing. Take this as a lesson, kids. Hit people, hit people. Other boxers, women, whoever it is, hit them because you will make a lot of money doing it. Speaking of which, Joel, after this, you want to go out to the parking lot for a while and hit each other? Yeah. If it gets me to the f- closer to three hundred million dollars, I am game. All right, your skins, I'm shirts. Dick punching. <laughs> and that brings to a close. Uh, a- amateurism is dead sports b- 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 business brought to you by stank all right phil best behavior buddy hands I am. in your lap Hands in i am in your excited lap. for this interview hands in your lap like we're taking a serious photo yeah sit up son look like you care all right hey All right, i don't like you <laughs> already easy easy bob bob it is great to meet you this is bob diaco the head coach of your yukon huskies great to be on the show great to be here all right Okay, showing a positive attitude this is going to be a great interview, guys. You know, I like that. I, I really like the intensity that that football coaches generally bring to life. Right, like this. Well, it's, I got to tell you, you got to you got to be and you got to see everything you're going to do. Be the win, see the win. That's what I tell the boys. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. Now, Last year was your first year as head coach. Didn't go great. You you go two and ten. I'm going to stop you right there. All right. I'm not here to talk about history. Okay. I didn't I didn't take a whole lot of history courses. When I was in college, okay, I'm here to talk about the new rivalry, okay? Well, we just put out a new trophy for the civil conflict the right. University of Central Florida, who we whipped last year and who we're going to whip again next year and keep that civil conflict trophy. Now, civil conflict sounds a little racist. I'll, I'll throw it, it out there. I think it sounds troubling. It sounds yeah. like something bad. It sounds like, you know, oh, we're talking about the one time there was a civil conflict. Right, or like what women's what suffrage when there was all what those abuses of bullshit, bullshit, on the street. What sort of bullshit teat sucker PC crap are you guys coming at me with, okay? I'm, I'm here to win football games, all right? Well, and, then why and, don't you? Well, whoa. <laughs> what? He's <laughs> he's losing a lot of games. Whoa. Well, it was just a first season. Okay. All right. Let's, let's, let's pull this back. They they you want to this is your this is you're creating a rivalry. Absolutely. We we created this rivalry. This is one this of rivalry. the two teams you beat and the only conference win your yeah. team had last year. And I want to go ahead and say this too. There's been some talk from UCF about how they're not a part of this rivalry and they did not know that this was happening to them and that they were surprised to hear about this rivalry. Here's the thing. I don't need their permission to start a rivalry, okay? Rivalry starts with me, starts with our team, starts with our attitude on the field. So boom rivalry UCF write that up sports writers all right and that's great I think it's a great thing to take into next season I guess but do you think next season we could look at maybe more overall wins and not just a focus on a singular opponent right like not losing what are you talking about here first of all I would say we had we had a focus on a singular opponent last year no no no, no, no I and we did not allow any of the other games to confuse the team when they were preparing for, for the UCF game, which is the one that really matters, okay? I did not let them over-prepare for those other games, I'll tell you that much. Right, but it, first of all, there's no geographic reason for there to be a rival. And and secondly, I was saying... Ge- geographic. No, no, there's not. That's but, how most rivalries... I don't need geography's history, permission to start a rivalry, The okay? history of rivalries are based around geography, right? You said history and geography. You know what those are? Two things I don't need permission from to start a rivalry. All right. but But next year... Maybe focus less on the one and focus more on the eleven other games. So you maybe improve right. that ten and two. I'll overall tell you record. what. Here's the thing: uh, two and ten. And and here's the thing though: there's, there's a lot of preparation last year for our rivalry matchups. Okay, we have a lot of other rivals. All right. All so next right. year, not only UCF and I was oh, I, I wasn't oh, necessarily good. planning to announce this rivalry here in the podcast, but well, I guess I'm gonna have to. Can I guess is it East Carolina? They're really good. They're probably one of the best teams in the AAC. Nope. Yeah. Oh, San Diego Chargers. It's the San Diego Chargers. San Diego Chargers. You don't even play. I'm not a, I'm a sports outsider. I know you don't even play the Chargers. No, they're the NFL. I don't have to play a team to have a rivalry with them, okay? Yeah, you do. All right? And I don't need, I don't need the NFL's permission to start a rivalry, okay? We know in our hearts that it's a rivalry. We know how much we care about prepping for the game that we don't have with the Chargers. But it's a rivalry that no, you can never win because you're not going to play them. So what's the point? Maybe maybe you could schedule an exhibition sort yeah, of thing, there we like go. something like in in uh, spring. I think you guys are missing the point here. You're, you're you're stuck in this logic where you you need someone to like allow you to have a rivalry. Okay. Yes. I yeah. don't need that. All right. <laughs> I don't need anyone to tell me that it's okay to have a rivalry. All right. Well, who else are you r- rivaling against? Okay. Okay. Chargers, you're not going to play. Wanna talk, yeah, you want to talk about geography and yeah. proximity being important to rivalries? We got one that's real close to home. Okay. Yeah. And is we it? got one that is the absolute best at what they do. Okay? And, and they're going to be a tough team to beat. I got it. It's Army. You're going to play Army. Incorrect. At Yankee State. UConn women's basketball team. Okay. Come on. Best in the game. They are the best in the game. But they, they're they going to the shoot same higher. school you know as what? you. Huh? Isn't that the same school as you? Yeah, shouldn't it It is the same school, but, you know? You, but you know what? We're not, We're not. okay, I don't need UConn's permission to start a rivalry with UConn women's well, basketball. Well, they're your employer, and you want to be supportive of your other athletic, your, your brothers yeah, and sisters. It's a and, real and, dick and, move. It's a huge dick move. Yeah. Why what don't are you, you talking about? They don't even play the sport that you play. Now okay, I don't need permission from gender to start a rivalry with a team, okay? I am just do it, all right? I, I know in our hearts, we got a rivalry going. With that women's basketball team, maybe maybe pick a rivalry that's a little like closer to what you do in in the year. Like, it, okay, okay. Can I, can I pick, by the way, you're both sexist. All right, just want to point that out right here. You can okay? I pitch Granted. one to you? Can mm-hmm. I, you? You PC PC people are picking up on that one. Sexist for not being okay with that rivalry. How about if I'm just gonna pitch your rivalry? Think about conference opponent Temple. Hey, they're in Philadelphia. They're pretty close. Well, relatively close. Listen, listen. The AC is pretty scattered about. But you could play Temple. Uh, you know, you could really get your two cold-weather teams kind of digging in. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, I see where you're going, but I got to tell you, you're wrong. Okay? Because we're not going to have a whole lot of time to prep for the Temple game, given how much prep we're going to have to do for our rivalry with Team Tinkoff-Saxo. What? What's? I don't know what tinkoff is. Alberto Saxo. Contador? The cycling team? You guys are not familiar. He just won the Giro d'Italia. Okay, that's a big rivalry. All right? Big no. rivalry that we just picked up there. So are you guys going to ride bikes, then? I'm confused on how this okay, is a rivalry. We okay, not We don't need permission from cyclists to know who we start a rivalry with. certainly okay, certainly You know, don't. this doesn't sound like rivalries anymore. It just sounds like a list of people you hate. Yeah, it sounds like you're almost like bullying. <laughs> yeah. You could not Ooh. be more wrong. Well, you're, you're a can, bully. You know how, you know, like oh, bully. You know, okay, you know what? Bro. Again, you're going to get it's, upworthy. It's it's, yeah. it's, it's a, a bunch more breastfeeding PC freaks like yourself. Okay. We're gonna say something like that, okay? okay. Breastfreeing? <laughs> Best breastfeeding? Breastfeeding? Oh, okay. I don't need permission from grammar, okay? To, no, I can tell. To insult you. I get that. Look, let me just contextualize this whole thing, right? It's more <laughs> effective to have a rivalry against people that you play against. Not thinking outside of the box. Or no, even I, could don't. play. Right. Or like, see try game. to be a winning team instead. Here's yeah. the thing, guys. Uh, I think you, you're probably going to take all that back when I tell you what our next rivalry is. That's a lot of this rivalries. Another, Again, we're prepping for a lot of rivalries here. Damn. If that is reflected in perhaps a low number of wins in this next season, I should point out to the university president, don't fire me. We've got a lot of rivalries. Okay. And Our- the next one, the Kardashians. Okay, I can get behind that. The Kardashians. That's a good rivalry. Yeah. Kim, Khloe, all you people with, with KK as your initials, Whoa. Are coming for you. you know- coming for you. And we don't need permission from the E-Network to start a rivalry with the Kardashians. No, no. Okay? Look, I, finally I can get behind this. I feel like I have a one-sided rivalry against the Kardashians too. Yeah. I think I I don't have a dog in this fight. I would be supremely entertained yeah, by a Kardashians-University of UConn right, football see? rivalry. We're getting on board. Yeah. All right. Next one, guys. Starting a rivalry with racism. How do you like that, you PC freaks? I freak. love that. I feel like finally we're on a the same page. A rivalry with racism, yes. th- the abstract concept. Yeah, yeah. that sounds. I don't need be a permission hashtag. from the black folks to do that. Okay, all right, all right. just go and start no, with oh, go on my You Get out. We're gonna. We are going to do not want anymore. Kind of turn down the volume on that mic. And thank you very much, Bob. Thanks. But you guys are scared of me. Yeah. No. but Thank you very much. And now it's time for another Wide World of Weird Sports. Oh my too it's so weird, it's so weird here because it's sports is weird and the world is weird and it's all weird! Weird sports. What do we got this week, Joel? Uh well, let me tell you something. We have the uh the cattle stampede of nineteen. 19- okay, no, I right, know nope, we're nope, not going nope. to Joel's boring bullshit. What? We're doing mine. This week's wide world of weird sports: the Chicago Honey Bears. Is that, I thought that was a ring of uh uh, gigolos. uh, close. The Chicago Honey Bears were a cheerleading squad for the Chicago Bears of the National Football League during the late nineteen seventies and early eighties. This sounds they not outstanding. Have formalized cheerleaders have done. I'm really excited about nope, this. At how is this is the ends. Chicago Honey Bears. Uh, a group performed at Bears games at Soldier Field until Super Bowl 20, which was their final appearance, as well as having done modeling, including an incident when a member of the squad appeared topless in a Playboy magazine. Ooh! Yeah, they probably said, uh, it's the honeypot. Oh, they're Boy, picking that up shocking. in Wrigleyville. Yeah, Given that NFL cheerleaders have long been renowned purely for their dance skill, I'm a little surprised that one of them would have done a topless shoot with Playboy. I'm amazed. Uh, after Super Bowl 20, the squad was disbanded, and the Bears are one of the six NFL teams that do not have cheerleaders. Hmm. Along with the Detroit Lions. Pittsburgh Steelers, Cleveland Browns, New York Giants, and the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. As of 2012, the Bears, Steelers, and Packers are the three teams that formerly had cheerleaders. The Packers used collegiate cheerleaders for a limited time. Limited time only. Get some of those co-eds. I've always thought that was... But the collegiate cheerleaders like, do stuff. Well, so do they. So are the professional cheerleaders. They they dance don't do little formations, little. No. but they dance and cheer. The, yeah. the, the degree of difficulty for their performance is substantially reduced for the NFL cheerleaders than it is from the college level. Y'all ready for this? Down on it. Yep, that's how they dance. Uh, beginnings in, the, in 1976, after a disastrous 1975 season for the Bears, owner slash co-founder George Hallis... Decided to bring dancing girls to the Bears. (laughs) Bring out the dancing girls. We gotta put butts in seats. Yeah. Uh, After none of the men are gonna like football. Right. (laughs) We gotta find a different way to attract him to the game. Yeah. You gotta shake your little rump in front of it, and then we're gonna get some people watching. Is what he sounded like. Uh, These the- crowds teaming with just football-loving ladies are really hurting <laughs> our bottom line. We need something to attract the men. After the success of other cheerleading corps like the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, Washington Redskins cheerleaders, and other squads prompted Hallis to get the Bears a squad Ooh. as well. Why do I have a feeling that their elements of performance for the Washington Redskins cheerleaders in the late 70s were incredibly racist? I believe it. Yeah. Well, everyone in the late 70s was a little more racist than they are now. Yeah. Uh, and he requested general manager Jim Finks to find a director. During the search, Finks was given a recommendation for former cheerleader and choreographer Kathy Corr, who had recently moved to Chicago from New Jersey. However, when Finks and Core, uh, when Finks asked Kaur about chore- choreographing the squad, Kaur thought it was a prank and hung up. <laughs> Like yeah, it's honey bears click. <laughs> After some verification, core accepted. <laughs> How does that work? Probably you, you just call him back and be like, no, no for serious. Yeah, exactly. You got to get it something notarized. And yeah. you have to bring in a judge. Until I receive the letter with your signature on it, Mister Hallis, I'm not going to believe in the validity of this phone call. <laughs> <laughs> During the meeting with Core, Hallis stated that as long as I'm alive, we'll have dancing girls on the sidelines. <laughs> Every quote in this article is creepy it's when It's like a creepy old guy. Yeah, he just keeps calling them Dancing Girls. Uh, Hallis was true this to his... This was the disco era, so let's, uh, That's true. let's keep it in context. Hallis was true to his word as the Honey Bears were around for the rest of his life until his death in 1983. So he did, as, soon as-, as long as he was alive. <laughs> it eliminated like two years after. Yeah. After 28 girls were selected, they became an instant hit. However, the job didn't pay much. Is they were only paid $15 a game, $5 for gas, $5 for parking, and $5 for uniform cleaning. Oh, God. Parking was $10, uniform cleaning was $30. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. By 1985, the wage was extended to $20. Oh, good. Despite this, 5, yeah, that, that's, that's that's that Despite this, over 5,000... 33 percent raise. Yeah, anyone who might poo-poo that—that's that's a tremendous raise that they got. Twenty dollars. Despite this, over five thousand ladies auditioned in nineteen eighty-five. Unlike current squads, the Honey Bears performed more actual cheerleading stunts than dance oh, moves. I stand corrected. That other squads perform. Well, I'm going to skip down a little bit because there's a lot of um, there's a lot of filler, but this title grabbed me. We want killer. Curse of the Honey Bears. Oh! <laughs> Yeah, Uh, Many Bears fans claim that the team lingers under the Honey Bear curse, uh, as the team still has yet to win a Super Bowl after the group's termination. The Bears came close in Super Bowl XLI, but lost the Annapolis Colts. Despite the Bears not having the Honey Bears, the Bears unveiled a mascot in Stanley Bear in 2003. Hmm. As of the team's two thousand eleven campaign, the Bears have gone five and nine in the postseason, compared to the team's four and three record during the squad's tenure. Mm. So they were good. Got rid of the honey bears. They started sucking. This is part of a long Chicago tradition of making up curses to explain their poor performance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, attempted revivals. Despite numerous attempts to bring back the Honey Bears and the fans' polls supporting the squad 3-1, to one, Virginia McCaskey has let it be known that the Bears will not have cheerleaders as long as she owns the team. Mm. Well, why is that? Because she's a crusty old Dean. <laughs> <laughs> the kids just want to have fun. Yeah. Here, a, here's the thing. like, She just doesn't get it. Some people might say the reason why the Bears have struggled to win a second Super Bowl has something to do with the, them not having a good quarterback since like Sid Luckman uh, but she knows that that's wrong no you know or she doesn't shouldn't get that it's it's not that it's the cheerleader curse right. It's, which, actually, that's a perfect title for a Goosebumps book. Right? The Cheerleader Curse by R.L. Stine. The Curse of the Honey Bears. Oh. Like, yeah, Rex yeah, that's better. Rex Grossman, born leader, prolific passer, how do you not win with him? Let's talk more about YA. Yeah. Let's Eric do it. Eric Kramer. <laughs> uh, another homage to the Honey Bears is with a honey bear. A superfan for the bears done by Lena Duda, who'd been active in the bear stands and tailgate scene since 2007. Honey Bear's uniform consists of white hot pants, white go-go boots, pom-poms, and a white vest. All being rec- recreations of the squad's <laughs> trademark uniform. That sounds awesome. Let, I like this fan's let, gumption. Let yep. She has show. a real go-get em spirit. As, as soon as Phil said white hot pants, Jordan leaned over to try and get a look at a picture on the computer screen. Yep. The page has no pictures. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that brings it on an to another wide world of Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings the close of another sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, Phil, will give you our contact information. You can email us at sports, sports, sports podcast, at gmail.com. That's sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at sports number three podcast. That's at sports number three podcast. Or you can find all of our episodes at soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. While you're there, make sure to comment. Make sure to show us some love as we show love to you every week. Mm. hey guys hey joel joel uh i wasn't here for the interview i do have to ask you uh so i was just out in the parking lot and someone tp'd all of our tree trees and spray painted rivalry week go huskies in my car do you know what that might be about nope got me all right lights off